Hi guys and welcome to Witching and Bitching the Podcast. I'm your host Darren. And I'm Vicky. How are you? And we have a very special guest today, so I'm going to do a quick introduction before we bring her on the show. So, Sasha Graham has been obsessed with the supernatural and paranormal for as long as she can remember. She was a teenager when she moved to New York City in the late 80s and began performing live vampire theatre all over the city. She spent the 90s making indie films and becoming a big movie queen, starring in a slew of straight-to-video horror flicks, leaving theatre behind for college. She graduated from Hunter College with a BA in Literature and Comparative Religion. After spending several years nested at home raising her daughter, Sasha decided to turn her passion for tarot into a career, as this allowed her to craft a schedule that suited her and her family. Little did she realize that her love of tarot would transform her into a best-selling author whose deck of cards uh, would literally take her around the globe teaching and lecturing on metaphysics. Sasha's work has been translated into Chinese, Italian, Russian, French, Spanish, Polish, Polish and even Portuguese. Um, she's the author of Tarot Diva, 365 Tarot Spreads, 365 Tarot Spells, Llewellyn's Complete Book of the Rider Waite Smith Tarot, and the forthcoming Practical Magic of a Tarot Practice. She served as editor and writer of the Low Scarabio uh, um, Tarot <laughs> Fundamentals, Tarot Experience, and Tarot <laughs> Compendium. <sighs> this is a long bio, but you've achieved so many things. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> Sasha is contrib uh, contributing author of Llewellyn's Magical Almanac of 2020-2022, Witch's Date Book of 2022, and Llewellyn's Witch's Calendar 2021. Her tarot decks include the Haunted House Tarot and the Darkwood Tarot. Um, and her evolving story, you might call it a fairy tale, just goes mm. to show you ha what happens when you push forward, follow your instincts, and believe in magic. So please welcome our guest, Sasha Graham. Yay! Hi! How are you? Good. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you so much for coming. Let's get into it. So how would you define uh, a modern day witch and how do you identify? Do you use that word or that uh, word? I know I say it like it's a funny little word. Yes. A w word. I'm a Halloween baby. So being born on Halloween, yes. I just felt, I felt like I've been a witch my whole entire life. I felt like I was born yeah. a witch. Um, and how would I define a modern day witch? Mm. You know, I, I think it's interesting because I think the definition is certainly expanding. Um, I think yeah. that the, I, 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 I think a witch is anyone who uh, practices ritualized magic in a specific way, who casts spells um, in order to make their heart's desire uh, manifest for them. Um, but it's, it's more than just intention setting, right? There's definitely... Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a ritualized uh, aspect to it. And then, of course, it takes on so many different forms. There's so many different ways to be a witch. But I'm more of a solitary witch myself. Can I just pause for one second? Because today <laughs> is the 4th of November. So can we just give a quick happy birthday to Sasha, who just celebrated her birthday. <laughs> so happy birthday, happy to, birthday. You. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Sasha. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> so um Sasha like obviously you've written so many books and edited and all that kind of stuff like mm. I mean so my people who know me well know that I have a catchphrase which is tarot is life so much so that my tarot class made me this card it's my favorite card which is the tower card and it says tarot is life with my name on it so, um, <laughs> and I feel like we have, you're like my spirit animal. Cause I feel like you have a very much a similar <laughs> outlook on life. Um, I'm interested to know what is your favorite tarot card? 
Mm. Well, I'm, first of all, I'm so excited you're wearing the tower because so many people freak out about I it. Know. Yes. I know. The tower is the key to everything. You can't, you can't do anything without that. I mean, every card is essential, but essentially the, the tower card. Um, yeah. yeah. So I'm just so happy. Wait, what well, did you just ask me? What was my favorite? Yeah. What, what's your favorite yeah, what's card your in the tower favorite? deck? God. You know, it's, it's a hard one, isn't it? It's really, really hard. Like I could cop out and easily just say the fool because the fool is kind of the seed from which every tarot card springs. So if mm-hmm. I say the fool, I get to say the whole deck. <laughs> <laughs> I love the horrible because that's kind of like, oh, yay, you know, winning, winning, your hashtag winning. Um, but I think it honestly it would have to be the high priestess. It ha- mm-hmm. Because it's that, I think she's where we're all springing from and trying to get back to so that's awesome that's so amazing Um, (laughs) it's funny because i was actually reading uh okay so for those that you can see guys up here we've got the trilogy from los guerrero and the dark wood tarot but then we've also got this book tarot diva by sasha (laughs) so um i was actually reading that earlier and uh I was looking at, I love how, cause this is that going along with the whole tarot is life thing. I love how you've literally got like, what type of like kitchen tarot are you and your major stylista. So it's funny. Cause like looking at that, like I'm, I used to be a chariot in the kitchen, meaning I just need quick, fast meals that, you know, I don't have time for this. Um. Ain't nobody got time for that. But <laughs> I, think, I think I'm slowly converting to a hierophant because it's like, I'm buying the cookbooks and like, I think isolation has a lot to play with that. Yeah. I was gonna say that's probably like changed things up a bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I was talking to Vicky, like Vicky, what was, I think you said that you were a bit of a chariot. I'm a chariot. Yeah. yeah. Chariot in the kitchen. To survive. That's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Sasha? Like how do you identify in the kitchen? Well, you know, I used to be much more of an empress in the kitchen. Like I, so yeah, I, so I'm in this old farmhouse up in the Catskills. It's this beautiful old kitchen and I love to cook. Uh, Honestly, since the pandemic though, my, I've been so busy. My husband's kind of taken over. Oh wow. So I guess I'm more chariot. Like I speed in, I'm like, what's for dinner? Where's the wine? This is amazing. (laughs) See you later. (laughs) Cursing on you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. And then but what I about love kitchen mat? I have to say, I do love cooking magic. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And then what about in, the, in regards to your stylistic sense? <laughs> oh gosh, you know my stylistic sense would probably be more world now because I've That's done like so. Yeah, you too. <laughs> I'm one of those people, I was just saying to Vicky before the show, actually, um, I was saying to her, like, I'm that guy that literally goes to a little country town in the middle of like Tuscany and buys that overpriced handmade <laughs> scarf. And because it's the story that goes with it of this cute little what? lady that made it on a, ha- on a loom or whatever the hell that thing is called where they hand weave yep. things. I think you're... Is yeah. it a loom? Yeah. But yeah. So I'm like, you know, I've got a bracelet from this country and like a, a top from that country and a scarf from that country. Like I like to wear the world on, on me. Exactly. Exactly. Like I cannot bear to even throw out my Pumas that I traveled through the Himalayas on. Like I have, yes, exactly. Like you, you told, like I literally get dressed and remember like where I bought things or where I've been in them. Um, yeah. I love it. Oh wait, hang on. Cause you're a, wait, wait, wait. Oh, now my brain is not working for me. Star sign, star sign. 31st of October. So you would be a, yeah, a Scorpio. 
No, Scorpio. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm thinking, I'm like, hang on a sec. Why can I not work this out? My brain's not working. I'm like, I'm thinking Halloween. I'm like, no, it's not that. So you're a Scorpio. Okay, so we're both water signs. Okay. So you're the yeah. queen, of, queen of cups. Nice, nice, nice. Um, so I guess what I really love to talk to you, well, actually what we would like to talk to you mm. about is this concept of shadow work. Mm. Because it's where I think you've given a very unique spin on the shadow because like I work as a life coach during the day. So like I'm constantly helping people dive into their shadow and because of isolation, like when people are literally, because in, in where There's I'm from no in Melbourne, we can't go anywhere. We've been on lockdown since the, since March. So we've actually been in isolation and lockdown longer than Wuhan. Um, and uh, like basically when you're left with your thoughts, <laughs> it's, it's interesting else. to see that with society, some people have gone like total cray cray, like stir crazy, and mm. domestic violence and whatever else other people are like i'm gonna do the inner work i'm gonna be like waldo and find himself like <laughs> you know what i mean so i'd love to to talk to you about the shadow work because you have a very interesting spin on what it is to like because people shy away from it yeah mm. yeah well i think that people shy away from shadow work because in order in in my opinion in order to really uh access the shadow you have to face all of those or a number of things about yourself mm. that mm. aren't shiny and bright and yeah. and it's funny there's a, there's a there's a moment in any of the classes that i've ever taught um where it becomes readily apparent and like it's hard it's hard to look at yourself when you're being a jerk, you know, it's yeah. hard to, but that, but this is the whole reason that we read tarot. It's not yeah. to, it's, it's to find out things that it's to bring awareness. It's to bring our light of consciousness to the things that we're not aware about. Um, and, and, and once you get through that icky stuff and there's nothing like a tarot practice to make you aware of what you're afraid of, you know, like I always think with the, the Celtic cross spread, uh, the ninth, the ninth, um, the ninth card, your hopes and your fears, you know, you, you start to realize it's exactly the same thing. I don't think you mm -hmm. have, I, I think when you go deep into magic, deep into tarot, you have to confront the shadow or yeah. else you're fooling yourself and you're not truly evolving. You just, you, and you have to dig deep and, and, and work that shit out if you don't mm. want to repeat the patterns, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And tarot teaches us how patterns are constantly recurring. So yeah, I, it's a great time to be doing it. I feel like the whole the globe is in a shadow mm. moment right now anyway, with all of this crazy stuff bubbling up, yeah. but it's, it's not necessarily bad because it's at least in the United States, so much of the stuff that's bubbling up had to be dealt with systemic racism, uh -huh. um, sexual misconduct, you know, you've got the, you know, you know the yeah. list. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So, so it's an opportunity to kind of vanquish it once and for all, but we all have to look at it and the role we play as above, so below. So it's a really yeah. poignant time to be doing this work um, and the world needs it, you know? Definitely. Yep, so much. And that was one thing I loved in uh, your masterclass that we were talking about with the shadow work and that light and dark aren't always equal, mm. that we often always associate them with being equal. Could yes. you explain a little bit more about that and how there's boundaries and things like that as well with the light? Yes, of course. Mm. I'm so happy. I'm so happy that you brought that up. Yeah. So 
you know, we often tend to think that like, um, oh yes, I'm caught like the temperance card or between the two pillars mm. of, of light and dark. But if you look at what we know about the known universe, first of all, we understand that there's like a crazy amount of dark matter out there. Mm -hmm. But if we just look at our own solar system and understand that daylight is just a construct of us being on a planet close to a star. So <laughs> it's crazy. It when, I was going to say, it's crazy. Where do you actually explain? it like that it's like wow <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it really is <laughs> we, we, we walk around you know thinking that daylight is normal and that's the normal state of the universe but it's yeah. not true and what you see when you're on your back deck or when you're looking out at the night sky that's the nature of the universe and most yeah. of it is vast and most of it is empty and what is it full of it's full of space mm. and what is space full of stuff that manifests mm. right so it's yeah. in the dark and it's shadow work is interesting darkness is interesting because we're biologically taught to fear it with good reason mm. you know we have hundreds of thousands of years of conditioning that darkness is dangerous um, yeah. you know, that it wasn't safe when we didn't have like shelter, um, to be, to be, you know, out after dark, you're like, oh, mm. got pillaged, sold into, you know, white slavery, like whatever, <laughs> well, it was night, <laughs> what do you expect, you know, 500 years ago, but, mm. um, but, so we've inherited that kind of instinctual kind of fear of things that are dark, fear of things that are unfamiliar. And then also when you look in the material world, how when when people think of darkness, they look down, right? That place mm -hmm. yeah. and burial and oh, seek yeah. the light. You know, you look up. look up. And it's an interesting thing because you know with um, guides or inspirations and ideas, of course, we tend to get ideas and inspiration from above but it's that rootedness that we um uh, kind of that is the most essential part of who we are and how to stay actually sane in a lot of the work that we're doing that is in the depth that is in the darkness mm. that is in the mm. icky stuff and then again when you're doing paranormal work in terms of darkness um you know you're you will often find yourself in um maybe in an in-between world place where you're not quite sure what's what, and you confront terrifying things that are only terrifying because you've never seen them before. Mm. Not because they're, you know, automatically dangerous. They're just mm. unfamiliar. And again, we're conditioned when something doesn't look like us or feel warm and fuzzy, we freak out because we don't know what that is. But of course, if you, again, if you look at history, the more you embrace what you don't understand, the more fully evolved you become, the more complexity yeah. you have in your life and so on and so forth, so. Absolutely love yes. that because yeah. it's, it's funny because even when you look at like witches and history of witches and witchcraft and the definitions, like I would say that this resurgence probably happened what in like the nineties, like this mm. massive resurgence of witchcraft yeah. and identifying as a witch, but it was always about being a white witch and you had to stipulate and all the Hollywood the versions labels. of a witch was always about mm. how nice we are and how good we are and all this kind of stuff. Like, Listeners, I'm not saying that we're assholes, but I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying that we're people. Well, we all have humans. our moments. We do. <laughs> we all have those moments where we want to tear another bitch down. Like, you know what I mean? Because like, I'm just going to stick up for myself. And I love the fact mm. that in your masterclass, you spoke about, now I'm going to really badly paraphrase this, but it was talking about, 
uh, actually, Vicky, you probably wrote it down because you're the air sign. Um, it was talking about where there's light. Light creates edges or boundaries, whereas in darkness, it's infinite. Yes. And it just goes on. Yes, um, yes. Are you able to, because I probably really screwed that quote up. <laughs> ah, no, no, no. And, and, and I love it. It's, and it's, it, it's, it's true. So sun, sunlight, you know, yeah. You know, people, it, it's a big new age kind of catchphrase, love and light, step into yes. the light light and yes of course light is good we want to be open and we want to be inspired but again back to this idea that daylight or light is the only good thing sunlight literal light um in what it's made of gives you a boundary Mm -hmm. you know like and we can see like sunrise and sunset like the boundaries like moving around the globe all of the time um and and of course we don't want to live life um, with boundaries. We want to be boundless. Darkness is infinite in so far as we know. It's nothing but potential and 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 therefore should be embraced and, and be explored. Um, yeah. And besides, it's not safe to be in the sun that much anymore. <laughs> no, I, no, that's not good for your skin. Actually, so. no, I'm, you know, I'm like out there for five minutes and then I'm pink. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious! But um, so I, I'm interested to know, like, how did you? Because, like, one thing that I noticed, which is why as soon as I saw it, I had to buy it with the with the dark wood tarot. Like, given that it's a specific shadow deck, like that's how yeah. I would say it's a shadow deck. You're dealing with the shadow self or the shadow side of tarot. Mm-hmm. Um, like, how did you even stumble into that? Was it like a, yeah, because yeah, I don't so- know. Was it like a conscious decision? Go. Mm, there's no one working on this. I might pick that niche or was it just because it just aligns so much and like, I'd love to know how you got into it. Yeah. How it came about. I, yeah. Thank you for asking. So I, one of my first big talks at the reader studio, I think it was in 2017. I did a big um, main stage presentation on shadow work yeah. and I just fell in. I was so captivated by it and the people I saw people's reactions to the work and how it touched people. And I just Want, I, I continued to teach bits and pieces of it as mm-hmm. I was teaching. And then one day, because one of the exercises, I have people move into a card, of course, because the, the tarot, you know, every card is a world unto itself mm-hmm. um, and explore the darkness. And I was like, why is there not a dark deck like why is there Mm. not a deck that leans more into the shadow so I thought I'm gonna make oh and I'm like and then I'm like Dante's Inferno right and like when Luke (laughs) goes into the cave in 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 Empire Strikes Back like yes this will be amazing so I wrote up the proposal and um and they accepted it Llewellyn accepted it and then it took us over a year to find our artist but it was so worth it was so worth the wait because I think um She's They're just beautiful. Fun. Yeah. And Abigail Larson is, she's, she's just unbelievable. It's funny. But, uh, but I, I just, I really wanted to say, I, I really wanted a deck that would call people out a little bit more mm. and not just, and, and, and not because I wanted to be mean, but I, again, I think that it's really easy to turn a tarot card and be like, Oh, mm. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just entering a new cycle. You know, that doesn't do any good. It doesn't no, do anything. Yeah. You have to get called yeah. out. You have to see some of the dark stuff. So that's why I came up with it. It's good. Because you do. I, even I do it sometimes. Like when I'm doing a thing, I'm like, oh, it's going to be all great. There's a new cycle starting and I'm flowing and all of these sort of things. And you do. You put that spin on it sometimes. But if you have to look at it and that's what it's specifically about, it really helps to get you dig deep into those 
what's going to actually help and what's going to help you grow more is that shadow stuff. Or at least help you hopefully also like unpack more of what's inside the arcana. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. you know, inside more of what's there. And there's plenty of dark decks out there. I'm sitting here with a bunch of Los Scarabeo kind of, they're darker, they're yeah. darker decks. But I think that, yeah, I just, I wanted to give people a gateway into a world that um, I wanted it to be seductive, which is why yeah. I like oh, it definitely is. In, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, it's, yeah. and, um, and it was also, oh, and it was during the 2016 election cycle as well where I was seeing a lot of like girl on girl hatred with our female candidate and that was another thing that I thought um and I've always thought is important especially when we're looking at tarot and empowerment um really about women sticking up for other women I think that's the most violent Mm -hmm. thing in a sense when when women don't have each other's backs um so you'll notice there's a very heavy female um angle in the cards and that was certainly my that was my intention because, um, yeah. yeah, I think that's a big part of the collective female shadow. Well, I, I, I really resonated with it even as a male. I mean, I am gay, so I do tend to resonate more with the feminine, <laughs> but that's okay. Like, I own it. I own it. It's fine. And, like, even, like, the fact that your book is called The Tarot Diva, like, I call myself a diva because if I call myself that, then that gives you no right to call me that. And plus, I, I think there's a really poignant difference between a diva is someone who knows what she wants and knows what she needs to do to get it as opposed to a bitch who's going to know what she wants, knows what she needs to get it, but she tears everyone down in the process. Just yeah. plows toward it, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. So I think there's that poignant difference that people mm. often miss when they like they call me, you're like such a diva. Thank you. Thank you for noticing. You. I am a diva. Thank you. <laughs> and, and diva is derivative of divine. So exactly. Thank you for noticing that I'm a divine source of everything. Um, it's actually funny that you visit that topic because as uh, someone who teaches tarot, like uh, whenever, like cause one of the things that people struggle with the most is to read for themselves. Mm. Um, and everyone, like when I see on all the Facebook groups and stuff, everyone's like, oh, I can't read for myself. It's too hard. It's too hard. It's too hard because I give it this subjective lens. But in my course, I actually teach them to read for themselves throughout the course. So they're actually reading for themselves every week. Mm. And I'm like purposely getting on there and giving them feedback, going really into the like, crux of it saying too fluffy for me let's go deeper deeper. come on you know what that means don't fluff that to me um because i figured if you can read for yourself then reading for someone else is easy as opposed to when i did my training it was all about reading for others and then i had this cloud of i couldn't read for myself until more recently but what i love about your deck is that it's like like whether you want to read for yourself or not it's there yeah, it's just there. It's in your face. <laughs> it's like right there. Um, <laughs> There's no fluffing around it. It's no. Done. But I have, to, I have to say, like when I was watching your masterclass, which um, for the listeners, we, we're mm. going to give you some more information about her upcoming masterclass, uh, which is coming up soon. Um, the last, like uh, without giving too many spoilers, but you did mention it already. It's funny, I was watching it with Vicky and we were like, I didn't think that watching a masterclass on tarot that I was going to start watching Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> but it made so much sense it made so much sense and then i'm like now i'm like oh i feel like i need to go back and watch that whole series again just to see what just else to is see in the there. rest of it <laughs> like, 
all the symbology and things like that that are in so many different things. Mm-hmm. It's so, I mean, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. And, and, and you can put anything on top of that. You can, and of course, that's probably why it's so universal. Mm-hmm. But oh, that, blew, that scene blew my mind when I was a kid. I was, I was just like, what? But that's the crux of Shadow. That's the mm-hmm. crux. Mm. That is the crux of Shadow. That is an iconic iconic scene i'm happy i surprised you with it oh definitely i was like why are we watching star wars <laughs> i mean the geek in me loved it but i was yeah, just yeah. Like, isn't this a tarot master class <laughs> why am i watching sci-fi but it made sense when we eventually got there and again i don't want to give any too many spoilers to those who want to do it but all i'm going to say is guys like and i'm not just saying this because sasha's here I've been banging on about this to all of my graduates of my mm. course saying, guys, here's a snippet Amazing. video. Like I sent them the, the YouTube um, trailer kind of. That's it. Yes. Yeah, the trailer the video. <laughs> and I, and I, I copied and pasted the little blurb of what's going to be covered in the course. And they're like, Oh my God, this sounds amazing. I'm like, I wouldn't be telling you to do it if it wasn't amazing. <laughs> like, because like, I feel like I want to redo the masterclass. So I'm glad I purchased the recordings because I feel like I scratched the surface, but I want to go down a few layers. Yes, yes. And it's that kind of thing that you, I mean, you go back to it again. I mean, I've been teaching this for years and I'm still, I'm going deeper with it, mm-hmm. you know, because you know, as a teacher, mm-hmm. you're also, you're, you're kind of taking it too. And, and, and just, I always felt what you were talking about before about, um, learning to read for others. I always felt like I wanted to walk the walk and talk the talk. Like Mm -hmm. when I first started charging for readings a million years ago, I was like, well, okay, theoretically, I'm the supernatural creature who's going to give you all of these answers. I have to do that for myself first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and so it's, it's just, again, there's no end like darkness. There's no end to how far you can go with this work. Um, and it's true for the teachers as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Like every single student who posts a reading about themselves and then I have to critique it. Um, I'm learning something about myself as well, which is weird. It's, 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 it's weird how it kind of just, I'm like, how can I have 11 students in the room and with every reading that they're doing for themselves, I'm getting something out of it. Like that's just, it just blows my mind and baffles me. Um, but that's the yeah. beauty of tarot though, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. It, it's, it's definitely not a tool that, it's funny because so you see this polarity it's people who are like really into it but scared to touch it or then the ones who are kind of interested but then if you do a reading from them like whoa and then like mind is blown and and it's like (laughs) i love seeing that look on their face when you when you say something because i always teach my students i'm like guys we're not fortune tellers we can't tell them what their future is but we can give them guidance and say this is a possible outlet because i had that one student that um came to me and said oh we just did a reading last week. If I do a reading this week, like that one was supposed to be a Celtic cross and it was the next one to two years or whatever of my life. But how can I do another reading the week after if I've just done one? Like, and I'm like, cause it's not gospel. Like, <laughs> you, you have made so many different choices in that last week that your tangent mm-hmm. has now gone off on a different. Life is in flux, man. Like life is in flux. I know it's always a funny question that people will ask. Well, what if I ask the same question two minutes later and you flip another card, will it be totally different? Yeah. I'm like, we'll go in at another angle we'll see something more like we'll just get we'll just go deeper so i'd like to ask you how do you incorporate tarot into your day-to-day into my day-to-day i well i my i have to say and i think maybe i wrote maybe i put this in my new book um something about just because something simple doesn't mean it's easy 
Mm -hmm. But I do think it is the simplest things that we, that we often can do that have the biggest consequence and the biggest effect. So honestly, every morning I sit and I pull a card for myself. And so I do that card a day. And I know that's something mm -hmm. so many tarotists do. Um, but it gives me an opportunity to clear my mind, to figure out kind of what my intention is for the day. I mean, just clearing your mind for a few moments to pull a card in the morning um, has a tremendous effect. So yeah, so I do a card a day every day, and then I do a card for Instagram. So it's fun. That's sort of like a public <laughs> card for everybody, which has turned into like what you said, like I'm still getting messages. I'm still getting yeah. things like that, you know, as well. And then um, I really love to use the cards as a barometer to find out if I'm in my magic. If mm -hmm. that and I you guys, tarotists, people work with tarot understand, you know when you're kind of in that river of energy and you mm -hmm. know, and I use it a lot, I use it a lot to converse with things to confirm things. So if I'm looking for wisdom, if I want to talk to my house, um, if I, you know, I need a solution on how to like resolve an argument maybe with my daughter, like I go to the cards in every practical way, probably you could, but card a day, hundred percent. And then I also, I, I do like to bring tarot archetypes onto my yoga mat with me as well. So oh, wow. I, I'll call them in and put them around in the four corners. So I work a lot with the cards, but not physically the cards, but mm -hmm. yep. The energies of the cards that's, that's different to my like this is it like it's funny that with my last group with vicky like i there were so many jokes that i wanted to say to them during the course that i just couldn't because it was just gonna go whooshed. but then once we got to the end of the course and they'd done the full because different to how because i think you start you use the majors first i think when you is it when you teach you teach them the majors first and then you go to the minors or was that just me? Oh no! Or was that just no. in the masterclass? Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm getting. Maybe, oh, I think I was telling people if anyone was new to the cards, just use the major so they didn't get confused or overwhelmed. Yeah. So I, 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 I was teaching it the opposite. So I did. I start with minors and then move to majors. And it's funny because so many memes and jokes and things like that. I'm like, I have to wait until graduation before I can tell them that joke because <laughs> it's just not going to land. And so since then, that's why we've maintained a chat group and like we send so many things and whatever. And I tell them sometimes I'm walking down the street and I'm talking to my husband and I'm like, you're giving me such an emperor right now. I need a little bit more of the empress. Like, or, <laughs> or can you stop being such an, such a fucking king of pentacles already? Like it just doesn't because he is a king of pentacles and I'm a king of cups. And so like, for those that understand tarot, you get it. But like, yeah. And I, sometimes I say that to him or like, I think the group, what was it that there was an analogy I gave to the group? Oh, because they sneakily organize this t-shirt. Oh, yes. I'm like, yeah. little pack of seven of swords. Yeah. <laughs> group of seven of swords doing things behind my back and not telling me. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Do you do that too? Like sometimes or, or I am like, Oh, oh my God. Well, and I love, I love it too with the core cards too. That's like a great way too. You're like, so who do you want to sleep with? Which is your knight and which is your king or your queen? Or like, <laughs> That is how to learn what the court cards mean when everybody gets all confused. Yeah, I totally, but that's like the beautiful shorthand of like, again, it's something that only my tarot friends really get. Yes. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm laughing because <laughs> they were all struggling with court cards. I'm like, we were. shit, if I just knew to relate yeah, to who you want to sleep with, done. we'd be like, <laughs> one week, nailed it. 
<laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I've lost it now. <laughs> no, he's gone. He's gone now. Vicky, you I go. Wanna, I want to just bring it back to what you were saying with bringing the archetypes and things onto the yoga mat mm. and working with them. Could you explain a little bit about that? Like where you're not actually physically working with the cards, you're more working with, say, like the archetypes and things like that. Yeah, yeah. So you guys, you witches, know, right? When you create mm-hmm. a sacred space, you typically call to the four corners. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so because yoga, obviously, to, is a, a highly sacred practice, and it's mm. such a space of magic, um, I practice Ashtanga, I was like, oh, I'm going to start, well, I used to do the four candles and then I was doing cards and then I just started bringing in the energies on my own. And so I've been experimenting with it. I made a huge mistake. Like, you know how a lot of magic is trying over there? <laughs> yes. 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 Some can be harsh I, lessons. <laughs> I was on a book, I think. And so I thought I need some sword energy and like an idiot. But again, you wouldn't know until you did it. I pulled up like, all the sword court cards, king, queen, page. It was, I was like, so, it was weird. I was like full of rage by the time I got home from that. Really? It was really, which is odd. Like it was just, it was so, it was, I was so in my head. It was yeah. crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. So I think, and, and, and so this began that this kind of a practice probably began, I took a class with Rachel Pollack and she talked about projecting the image of a card up onto a sky. Like if you're standing in a field, mm-hmm. yeah. um, you know, projecting a card in your mind's eye. And I, I loved, I loved that. Um, and, and so I would do that a lot in my bathtub. So I have this really cool clawfoot tub with mm-hmm. a big window that's like oh, a giant. I've always yeah. wanted one of this. <laughs> so fabulous sometimes <laughs> when the moon is just right the moon yes oh that'd be amazing but I'm so jealous it, yeah me too <laughs> it became a space where i would often um work magically with the energy oh. of whichever card i wanted to either explore or make friends with or kind of access and so yeah it just made sense to start doing it in the tarot i mean in the um in my yoga practice because it's such an intense space especially now doing it in zoom alone yeah that's Mm. right and at first I was so sad I missed everybody at the studio so much but now I I don't think I ever want to go back to I know that's the thing isn't it it brings that whole new level to it a little bit as well where it becomes that totally internal practice it's so good. It's so, yeah. so good. So, but I'll be happy when I'm back in the I was studio. Say, it's always still nice as well. But <laughs> I love how you bring them around. And yeah, yeah it's be that's good. it. That'll be nice. But I love how you bring them off of the actual cards as well and work with the energies beyond just the spreads and things like that as well. Yeah, it's so important. It's so super mm. important. And, and, and you get to know, you know, you get to know, like the energy of a, the energy of a card is, is mm. as viable and alive as the energy of a tree mm-hmm. or an herb. And that's, I think, mm. the really surprising thing when you really move inside the world of a particular card that um, it is this fully fleshed out world that you're exploring and you discover, wow, I'm also not the first person who's been here. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you find um, traces of, or whatever you find. I mean, we all find different things. We're all mm. built differently in, in how we experience the invisible world and the sacred imagination. Uh, so, so yeah, I like to do things um, like move into a card 
and and um, like sit down in the figure of the card and then just look, look around the room through the eyes of that card. Um, because how, if, you know, if you kind of embody the death archetype and you're looking around, you're seeing things in a very different way than if you were inside the queen of wands. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then you can do a little bit of that magic. If you need the energy of a card for mm-hmm. or whatever, I don't know, for whatever you have to go do. So it's kind of like, um, instant magic that you don't need anything. You can just do it all. Um, you know, anywhere. I love mm. that. I love it so love much. It. Yeah, and it's like in too. the masterclass, you did that exercise with the fool. And I've never, like, I had never ever thought to step into the card. Like I've done meditations with the card, but that's still very like. Us and them kind of thing. You're yeah, still removed I'm, from I'm it a little bit. Like, you know, you're removed, but I've never actually stepped in. I'm like, oh, why didn't I think of that? Anyway, <laughs> so when we, when we stepped into the fool and you were like, just look around and see what you notice. And I'm like, no joke my oh now i can't think of which claire it is the smelling claire oh that's not a funny name i can't think what it yeah. is. yeah anyway you know how there's the claire audience class but it's the, the smelling one huh they're goosejans is that, oh, is that, yeah, is that yeah, tasting yeah. is that i think that's tasting anyway it doesn't matter it's one of the claires we presented herself stuff. and when we were yeah i was smelling stuff psychically <laughs> um and when i was in the fool and you're like and and just like breathe it in and smell. And I could literally feel, clairsentiently, I could feel the dew on my skin. Mm. And then like Claire, smellingly, I'm just going to make up a word. (laughs) I I could smell this kind of like mossy, mildewy smell. And I was like, this is like blowing my mind. What the hell is this witchcraft? (laughs) Because it was was so bizarre. Because like I'm sitting in my room and I'm like, it doesn't smell like moss or mildew in here. It's clean. <laughs> like, mm. where am I getting this smell from? Because I've never picked up on a psychic smell before. And oh, it just, what? it actually blew that's my mind. Because I'm like, is this a new Claire that I've just been introduced to? <laughs> like through yeah. this simple exercise of stepping into the card. And it really does. Like, I, I love that you do that in the, in the series because it's, um, oh, sorry, in the class, because it's, it's actually such a different way of experiencing the cards. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, you just, and you get to, you know, you're just building your relationship with that, with that world and then what it can, what it can give to you. I'm so excited that that happened. It's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's funny that my, my daughter and I were talking about um, the Claire's kind of, and, and, and I feel like, I feel like when we're talking about working with the invisible world too, it's the language is just, it's so against us. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. In a sense, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, like she was like, she's like, it's like the voice in my head. I mean, I don't actually hear a voice in my head, mm-hmm. but there is a voice in my head. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that's what happens. I've had communications like mm-hmm. you can't articulate it. It's so hard, but mm. you know when it's happening and you know when it's there. Um, and it's so exciting when it happens. So, <laughs> so I, I'd, I'd love to ask you your take on, because I... Personally, I don't read reversals as such, meaning because I'm a bit OCD and, I, and Vicky knows this about me. Like after every <laughs> reading, I make sure all the cards are facing the right way. And I'm like, and I, I actually say this to my class and I'm, I'm going to be very blunt with it, but I'm like, the only way that your client can end up with a reversal is if they're fucking crazy at bloody shuffling, yeah. drop the cards. <laughs> I'm so pedantic. There's no way for them to like flip around. So like, but then I, what I do teach my class is that like, I try to, where possible, teach them 
the reversal meaning and I tell them to tap into the intuition about knowing if it's a blockage or, or a reverse, like something they need to work on or -hmm. whether it's like, it's telling them that they're on the right path or whatnot. But I know that you have a slightly different take on what you define reversals as, is it? Or how you read a reversal? Well, so for me personally, I mean, Mm -hmm. when it's just me reading the cards, it's interesting because reversals for me, especially in larger spreads like the Celtic cross, they become part of the pattern so Mm. that it's like those 3D books where you like kind of fuzz your eyes Mm. and the image um, comes out. out. (laughs) That's how I read and and reversals are a big part of that, of that Mm. pattern. And then it's always different. Um, But so, so like I, 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 I like to suggest that people use any diff- any way that they like to use reversals, but decide ahead of time before you mm-hmm. begin the reading mm-hmm. how you're going to use them. So obviously there's the opposite way, the opposite of the traditional meaning. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the, oh, okay, this card is a blockage. And so that you can turn it right side up in order to just sort of open the flow if that's like an energy that you want to open up. So you're kind of doing magic in a practice mm-hmm. um, that the cards are screaming, look at me, look at me. But as far as the shadow, I, I, I love love this idea of a shadow reversal and mm-hmm. and again it's something that the tarot that was gonna is. be my next question yeah. How do you, <laughs> but you've you've jumped me to it you must be psychic <laughs> what uh, to shadow reverse a card and it's something that really you ha- you can't really necessarily do in a reading perhaps you could but it's really about going again moving into the card and and literally what's kind of hiding out on the dark corners, on the dark edges. Mm. Um, it can be quite oppositional, but because it's shadow work and because we want to look at our shadow, we want to look to the things, those places where we're not necessarily aware of what we're doing or how we're behaving. Mm. In the shadow reversal of a card, you not only go to the sort of oppositional space but then figure out how you're embodying that and so and the example that that or example you could use is the star card is about being you know open and full of inspiration and clarity and the storm is past the tower energy is gone like oh it's a deep breath it's this beauty so if you were going to move into that card and start to explore its shadow what happens, right? The clouds sort of come, the sky uh, turns dark, and we move from this space of like the artist and the muse to kind of this um, destruction of of anything that is almost into like a devil-like energy that would be the the shadow of of the star. And then you have to say, all right, well, when have I done that to myself? When have I cut mm-hmm. off my inspiration? When have I cut off the inspiration of another? When have I been given a gift, a beautiful gift, and just totally turned my back on it and maybe mm. um, was horrible to somebody for giving me something that I actually asked for? And mm. and so that's how to work with the, uh, the shadow reversal. Um, so it's it's nuanced and it's tough, but again, it'll serve you really, really well in terms of figuring out um, where you're unconscious and then you can make amends, you know, to those people in your life or make amends to yourself and you're less likely to repeat that behavior in the future. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's it's a really poignant thing to say because it's like with, with someone who works a lot in the shadow, like... I find that with every layer of the onion, I love this onion analogy for yeah. work. It's like you <laughs> it peel is. off you peel off a layer of the onion yeah. and then and then you think, okay, I'm done. 
I've done all my shadow work. And then all of a sudden, all this new stuff presents itself and you have to peel another layer. And the deeper you go, the more scary it gets. <laughs> and, I, and, and I'm not saying scary to deter anyone who's listening, but it's like... The deeper stuff. Yeah. 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 But then you have like one of my friends, she actually does a lot of shadow work and I did one of her classes and um, she's a, a queen of swords. So she's not the type to gradually peel away the layers. She's, I'm going to cut the onion in half and feed it to you. <laughs> Eat it <laughs> and digest that. <laughs> Like, I guess if you're like to anyone that has never done any shadow work and feels that it's this big, scary thing, what advice would you give them mm. on how to ease into the shadow work? So they're not, it's not this, you know, monster under the bed. Tower right. moment. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, 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 and sort of to your point about what we were talking about in the beginning, which is that darkness is infinite and, mm-hmm. and light is kind of very small. Um, it's not just scary things. It's not just murderous tendencies or jealousy, hatred, desires that we necessarily um, put into the shadow. It's everything that's popping out of the moon card. I, there's a reason the moon card comes after the tower, the devil, um, all of uh, all of the uh, catastrophe of the breakthrough. Things emerge in the moon card because it's coming out of darkness. And when something is unfamiliar, and that includes our talents, that includes mm. great love. It includes what m- m- we might be capable of that we don't necessarily recognize. Oftentimes, like we need the shadows, the shadowy like moonscape, right? Because it's a soft lens with which to view these things that might otherwise freak us out. The things you want the most in life that you don't have right now are freaking you out. Mm. Otherwise you'd have it. Otherwise mm. it wouldn't be an issue. Right. Yeah. Cause fear is, 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 is not not wanting something that's avoidance or, you know what I mean? Like you, you just don't care. Right. There's something at stake. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and so that's why shadow work is it's, it's, you know, it's like doing a little bit of this tough work to get to the good stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you have to do the workout. You have to put in a little bit of effort, but the rewards are unbelievable because I really do think that this is like this kind of stuff that not only can change your life, but it, it, this is how you evolve. And, and the tarot mm-hmm. tells us that. It tells us that in the run of the majors. And that's why the moon is there so close to judgment and um, the world. You know, it's so close. So, so um, to d- dive in, like anybody who's playing with with tarot cards or interested in tarot or has any peaked interest in it, this is shadow work. Mm. You know, we we exist in the shadows. Like they're witches and tarots having a moment. There's a resurgence. It's everywhere, and that's awesome. It is still the province of what we do to stand in these unknown spaces. So if you're pulling out a tarot deck, you're already doing shadow work. So I would just invite you to come go further, you know, go further into your shadows and, and find like, I mean, it sounds kind of silly what, what glittering treasure lay, lay within, <laughs> but it really does. It really, really does. And, and that's, we are here to evolve you know, and, yeah. and tarot teaches us ab- about patterns. And the whole point is for us to change the pattern, right? And Charles Darwin, he called it saltation, that point at which the pattern 
changes. That's why people come to us for readings. They want to change what's going on. Mm -hmm. You have to change what's patterned inside of you. So yeah, so dive in. Don't be afraid. It's like Halloween on acid, man. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, that's, that's actually one of the things I really want to do is not Halloween on acid. I mean, as in... What I mean is... What I really want to do, because like here in Australia, we don't really celebrate Halloween. One, because obviously our witch's calendar is six months. It's flipped. So yeah. you, guys, you guys just had um, Halloween or Samhain and we're about, we just had Beltane. So right. like, it's like the opposite. So it's like, for us, it's like funny because it's like the opposite. But like now that we're doing a podcast, we're reaching a global audience. I'm like, we talk about both of them all the time. <laughs> energetically, they're like energetically, they're, they're opposites for a reason, right? So anyway, but- um, but, they're, but they're oppositional, but they're exactly the same thing. Exactly. Yeah, the veil right. opening up and the yeah. energy coming through. Yeah, I, exactly, exactly. So like for years, I've usually had this hang up about it because I'm like, every book I read is about the Northern Hemisphere. <laughs> you know, but now I'm just like, it's the same. It's the same, it's just different. Um, same, same, but different. But no, what I was gonna say is like, I, I really wanna go to the US to experience like a full, I want the witchy experience. I want to go down the street. <laughs> like, like not, not the like hallmark version. I want like the going to, I don't know. I'm guessing I'd have to go somewhere like New England to like one of the Salem's because there's so many of them. And like, you know, I don't know. In my mind, I've got this big grand, like. I have to say. Yeah, I love it. I want to be your tour guide. I have to say, yes. I think the best, for your best Halloween for your book, it, the most fun is New Orleans. Is oh, just really? oh, yeah. so fun at Halloween. Salem is a little like a theme. Um, unfortunately, like Salem, the town mm. of Salem in Massachusetts, mm. isn't as cute as you think it should. It should be all oh. cobblestones, but it's not. It's really touristy. Not to say that New Orleans isn't touristy as well, but the difference is the hedonistic aspect, and mm. and, and it's. Some, and I just vampires and I it's no it's so weighted with history um mm. so you have to do both you have to do both because then you also have to check out the new because New England's unbelievable this time of year well they say that yeah. Melbourne and New England well they they equate us as being similar like based on climate based on what it looks like and stuff like that um so like I've always wanted to go to Boston um also because they say <laughs> that we talk like Boston people park the car in the Harvard yard. <laughs> it's like, park the car in the Harvard yard. Because um, we almost talk like them. Because <laughs> That's a really bad Boston accent. If anyone's listening from Boston. I was about to say, we've just lost I'm all sorry. people. I'm sorry. No, because like all the rest of Americans, when you guys pronounce your months, you pronounce like September. September. Like for me, I yes, feel like Americans are. in large parts sound like pirates because everything's R at the end of a word. <laughs> Like, I'm going to park my car. Um, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> anyway. Oh, my God. I digress. Oh, my God. I love it. We no, love I'd a love... tangent. Oh, we do. We do. We love a tangent. Tangents are good. <laughs> tangents are good. They keep you on your toes. But, um, okay, so let's, uh, just because I want our viewers, like, if this has tickled their interest in Illuminating the Shadow, which is your mm. um, online series so we've yeah. got your next episode oh sorry your next class is coming up on november the is it the 14th no i think it's the 12th oh 12th. i should know sorry. this shouldn't i that's okay I, mean, I would hop on my phone and look it's um i think i feel like it's earlier in the month um, um quickly scrolling 
Thanksgiving, uh, which would be Australian, right? We wouldn't have. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have it. Although I do actually celebrate Thanksgiving because really? the first, well, this is going to sound weird, but the first trip that my husband and I ever made to the US, we landed on Thanksgiving Day and nothing was open because it's a holiday. Uh, the only thing that we had, because we landed, I think we went to, we were staying at the Ramada Plaza, West Hollywood. And by the way, my travel agent totally punked me. I didn't know that West Hollywood was this like in your face, rainbow flags everywhere, gay mecca of LA. I didn't know that until I landed at the Ramada Plaza and I'm like, that's one wow. big ass pride flag. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I felt like I was in this abyss or in this like parallel universe where everyone was gay. I was like, where are the women? Are we in some like, like I thought we're coming to America. How do we end up in this gay place? And then like, it's only when we started talking to people, I found out, oh, this is the gayborhood. What? Oh, okay. Got it. Here we go. I digress. So because we landed on um, Thanksgiving day, since then we've adopted the holiday and we do a Friendsgiving. So we just, because oh. obviously we're not American, but we, we don't do it as a, homage to the pilgrims and blah 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 we use it as a like let's give thanks i mean we give thanks every day but like we make a thing of it because it's Mm -hmm. like we have american friends now so we like happy thanksgiving and all that kind of stuff that's cool it's the 14th of november yeah i was just about to say like you've got the vip experience on the 13th and the class is on the 14th so for australian folk if you're listening that means it's actually on the day after so it's the 15th here because we're a day ahead of you so um yeah but um yeah so if they want to sign up they can just head to uh it's Tarapalooza. yeah terrapalooza.com um yes. to sign up for your for your sessions so uh, yeah and and don't be put off if you're in a different time zone we have so there's a lot of different options you can do uh the live class you could do the recording like mm-hmm. you got mm-hmm. um which is great to do kind of at your own pace but uh we had some stu- uh, student in sri lanka and i think one in china and they and I, we were ta- i was talking to them in advance if you're a night owl it is a, a beautiful time to be doing shadow mm-hmm. work late at night so I do invite um, anybody from around the world who feels like they can stand they can <laughs> stay up. <laughs> it is a, a seven-hour intensive with, of course, mm. breaks and an hour break for lunch. Um, but yeah, definitely check it out if you're interested. Um, well, well, now that I've done the recorded version, I'm, I'm so tempted to just book into that <laughs> VIP experience. I want the ooh-la-la. I the, want the whole s- thing. What, is it it's a slumber party or a like, pajama party or something? Like, where yes! we all... I mean, it'd be weird wearing my, I'd be wearing my pajamas during the day, but I'm in COVID, so who cares? I was going to say, it doesn't matter. We all are. We're all- <laughs> yeah, everybody is. I think it's that whole waist down. <laughs> it's, we're, we're all nice at the top, but then waist down. <laughs> and pantless underneath. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh, my God. I so- stopped wearing underwear during the pandemic, and then we were at I, the one family we were, like, kind of quarantining with. We were at their house, yeah. and I stepped on a bee nest, and literally, oh, I was like, oh, oh, like running to the house, but I couldn't like tear my clothes off because there was like no undies. <laughs> There's nothing today. All right, I've learned my pandemic underwear lesson. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's one thing I did not think we we're going to be talking about on this podcast. <laughs> but I love it. This the whole thing is with our podcast, we want to have real conversations with real people about real things. It's not just all about hey hocus pocus and abracadabra like it's it's like you know this this is good this is good so So, um now sasha i believe that you have a special offering 
that you're wanting to give away. I do. I didn't, I didn't want to leave you or your listeners empty handed after mm -hmm. this. Uh, so I am going to um, give you guys a standard uh, November ticket to um, give away to your listeners. Wow. Yay! That's so amazing. Thank you so much. That's amazing. Yay! So guys, what we, what we want you to do in order to secure that lucky spot mm. in Sasha's upcoming class. So when you obviously you've, you've seen the post on our WAB, the podcast on Facebook. So what we want you to do is like and share that post and then leave a comment telling us which is your favorite tarot card. So mine is the tower. Vicky's is, oh, you haven't even chosen one, have you? No, the moon. The moon, the moon just pops up. Mm. And Sasha's is not the fool. Where did no, you high, priest, high, the high priestess. priestess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we want to know what is your favorite tarot card. And even if you don't know tarot, like Google image search and just see which one resonates with you. Which one are you drawn to? Mm. And let us know in the comments which one is your favorite tarot card. And because you don't have to have necessarily read cards to do Sasha's masterclass. Like, it's amazing. She's going to be giving you a very yeah. intimate way of getting in touch with your cards. You don't need any reading experience. It's mm -hmm. highly intuitive. Um, and I'm telling you that from experience because I've done the class itself. Yeah. And it's like, again. And it's deep what, work as well. Yeah, like, not wanting to oversell doing... it, but it's yeah. amazing. Amazing. Yes. Like, I feel like this is yeah. what has been needed in the tarot world for so long. And so I'm so glad and thankful that you're actually doing it because it's, mm. you're touching Amazing. like the thing that I just love. I'm like, <laughs> shadow work and we're doing tarot and we're incorporating fairy tales and we've got Star Wars. Like I'm geeking out. It's like everything. <laughs> I know that's what we were saying when we were watching. We're like, oh my God, she's talking our language. Like it's just the whole thing. <laughs> because tarot is life, people. Tarot that's is right. life. Tarot is that's life. Right. It is. <laughs> so, Sasha, it's been absolutely amazing having oh, it's you. It's been amazing. I, I could seriously just sit here and talk tarot. I know that's it all day, all day, and and everything. But I, I obviously value your time as well. So <laughs> uh, thank you again for coming on our show. I can't wait for this to air, and um, oh, and I can't wait to see more of what's to come. So, oh, actually, last thing is, uh, actually, I don't know if I'm allowed to say. This. Oh no, it's it's been mentioned on your on your class. So so it's it's been cut out of the bag. I believe you're working on another tarot deck that's coming out. Yes. Soon. I am. Did I mention that? Yes, <laughs> you mentioned you it in did. the masterclass. Sorry, because I suddenly went. Oh yes, there's, there's a another new one. one. Yeah, there is. There is a new one. You know, and it takes it does. It takes a few years uh, yeah. for for decks to come out. It takes a you know a good long time. It's a lesson in patience. So yeah, I um, love the shadow witch in the darkwood tarot, but she's also uh, the way I wrote her kind of young, and yeah. I was very interested. You know, after her experiences, after her fearless um, exploration of the wood you know, what would happen to her when she was older? What would happen in her crone uh, years? And I was like, oh, of course she has a witch's garden. And so it's the garden of manifestation. So this is kind of also um, a mature uh, look at, at, at a magical garden where anything is possible, where those who have done the shadow work uh, can then go and reap the, the, the riches. Mm -hmm. uh, um, and of course, like the garden is such a the perfect metaphor mm, for all yes. the work that we do. So yeah, so we just we just started. It's not with Abigail. I have an, an, an a different artist. I was and, about to ask uh, that. 
Yeah. I, what? Yeah. No, I, Abigail was is so amazing. Oh my God. Oh my God. I love her. But now Llewellyn was like, no, we need to find a new style. For those Isn't she on YouTube, uh, yeah. if you're watching this video or if you're listening, then go to YouTube because we post all our videos on there in case you want to see our guests as well. So this is the artwork we're talking about in this amazing. amazing. I have to hold yeah. it on an angle because if I do that, you get ring light. Yeah, you get all the... <laughs> Um, but no, I absolutely love this deck. Like I have to say, um, I'm still getting acquainted with it because I feel like, because I, obviously I've, I grew up with the Rider Waite Smith deck and like, mm. that's what I teach with because I feel like that's like the staple, almost the staple that if you learn that, yeah. then learning other decks is easy. Um, yes, but agreed. like, that's not to say that people can't just jump straight into this one. If you if you really want to sink your teeth into it. Um, so this one is obviously the special edition or something. It comes with the, cause can you buy the deck on its own? Or does it always come like this? No, it, it always comes like that. Okay. That's the deck. Yeah. Okay. Because it guys, it has like this amazing book in it as well. Yes. It's, it's complete, like full color. You have a full page. Of Which I'm going to say, I'm like, I love that. <laughs> I love that the book is all color and you got the pictures in there. It's beautiful. And I love Absolutely to rub beautiful. in the fact that I have it and Vicky doesn't. I know. <laughs> Mine is coming. I'm like, come on, hurry up. <laughs> yeah, so guys, if you're interested in, in any of um, Sasha's books, we will be posting the links um, mm. for things like Amazon and whatnot. We'll post it in, uh, not that we're endorsed by them, but I'm just saying we'll share it there in that when we do the post about this podcast. So just check out our Facebook page and you'll see uh, little snippets of each of her books. So then that way you can read more about this amazing work that Sasha does. So Sasha, it has been amazing to have you here. Um, so wonderful. Yes. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much for having me on. You guys are awesome. This is so <laughs> So, okay. so now you can tell everybody, yeah, I just, I just witched and bitched. I witched and bitched. Yeah, with, with, with my two Aussie BFFs. That's right. <laughs> I just slide that one in there. <laughs> I just put that one under. But um, is, have you ever? I know we said we're going to wrap up, but I just <laughs> see this is our other problem. We always yeah. wrap and we just keep going. I just wanted to ask: Have you ever been to Australia? And if not, are you ever planning on coming out here? Well, it's funny you should say that. One of my best friends in the world moved back to New Zealand a couple years ago. So I've been trying and it just hasn't aligned yet. Um, but yeah, I can't imagine that I will not not be down there within the next five years. Well, Melbourne is only yeah. a three hour flight from Auckland. <laughs> and in all honesty, if you do come, you don't need a hotel. You can just stay here. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you have a great space it's like oh. <laughs> cool <laughs> um but yeah so like yeah if you do end up coming it'd be amazing but uh yeah thank you once again for being thank on the show you. and uh it's been great <laughs> thank you okay guys so um right. yes so please feel free to like comment share our podcast if you like this if you if you have any like if you want to connect with Sasha, please do so she's on all the socials you can follow her on instagram which is uh sasha tarot diva on instagram mm -hmm. yep, yep. Um, so you can follow her and see her amazing one card a day. And I believe you also have some online, you do online classes to do with tarot. Is it tarot Tuesdays? Yeah, that's just like, a, it's just like a, that's just a super casual hangout. Like on yeah. Tuesday nights, like, yeah, it's just like we get together like and do some spreads and yeah. So yeah, if you, if you like what Sasha does, then please connect with her. She's yeah, amazing definitely. and uh, have an amazing day guys. Bye. Bye.